Hello and welcome to 2021 and Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 98. In today's podcast, a new FDA pet food recall as 28 dogs die. A new and effective home remedy for wound repair in dogs, cats, and people. My top 10 home remedies for dogs and cats of 2020. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Share this podcast and subscribe. It's free for more podcasts every Wednesday. Questions or comments? Well, the podcasts are posted on my blog. Feel free to post a comment here at www.theinternetpetvet.com. Then lastly, I really encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's called Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, and you can get it by going to www.veterinarysecrets.com. Sport mix pet foods recalled due to dog deaths, potentially fatal aflatoxin levels. The deaths of 28 dogs prompted Midwestern Pet Foods to issue a voluntary recall of certain Sport Mix brand pet foods. On December 30th, 2020, Midwestern Pet Foods recalled certain lots of this Sport Mix dog and cat food after reports of dog deaths and illness sparked by the Missouri Department of Agriculture to test pet food samples, finding very high levels of aflatoxin that can cause illness and death in pets. Aflatoxin is a toxin produced by the mold Aspergillus, which can grow on corn and other grains, use ingredients in pet food. The toxin can be present in pet food even if there is no visible mold. You won't even notice if you're looking at the kibble. You may not notice it at all. The US FDA issued an advisory to notify the public about the potentially fatal aflatoxin levels and warned that the recalled pet foods may still be on store shelves available online or still be in pet owners' homes. The agency is aware of at least 28 deaths and 8 illnesses in dogs that ate the recall products and is conducting follow-up activities at the manufacturing facility. Pet owners who have pets who have been eating the recalled products should contact their veterinarian immediately, especially if their pets are showing any signs of illness. Signs of aflatoxin poisoning include sluggishness, loss of appetite, vomiting, but especially signs that suggest your pet's liver are damaged. They're going to be jaundice, yellowing of the eyes, the whites around the eyes, yellowing of the gums, or even their skin. Some dogs and cats may suffer liver damage without showing any symptoms. Provide a full diet history to your veterinarian. It may be helpful to take a picture of the pet food label, including the lot number. This is a complete list of the recalled dog and cat foods. First, the dog foods. Sport Mix Energy Plus 50-pound bag of dog food. Sport Mix Energy Plus 44-pound bag of dog food. Sport Mix Premium High Energy 50-pound bag of dog food. Sport Mix Premium High Energy 44 pound bag of dog food. Then the cat foods. Sport Mix Original Cat Food, a 31 pound bag of food. Sport Mix Original Cat, a 15 pound bag of food. If you're at all concerned, obviously contact your veterinarian. If you are feeding any brand of Sport Mix dog or cat food, my suggestion would be to just get rid of it. Next, my new remedy for healing wounds. Well, actually it came from a personal experience. So my son decides to give us some new knives for Christmas. Yay, but they are so sharp. Okay, be safe, he says. Of course, you know, I work with scalpels daily. I was able to keep all my digits for 20 years practicing as a veterinarian. So a week or so ago as I'm carving up the turkey to turn it into turkey soup, not really paying attention, a little slip and then all of a sudden there's blood pumping out of my thumb. 
Yikes, the kid was right. So I applied a bunch of pressure, the bleeding slowed down, but as soon as I moved my hand again, it started pumping out again. You know, I didn't really feel like suturing myself, so like, what did I choose? Ta-da, crazy glue to the rescue. So I cleaned the wound well with chlorhexidine flush, came from my first aid kit. I suggest that you all have that on hand for your dogs and cats. Then I applied three drops of this crazy glue, held the edges of the wound together, and bam, the bleeding stopped. I really use this often in veterinary practice. We'd have a dog or cat come in with a small wound, didn't really need a suture. Yes, we have this special veterinary glue, but in truth, it is very similar to the regular old crazy crazy glue. Turns out this has been studied and I just wanted to talk about this one Brazilian study. And in specifically, they were talking about the repair of skin wounds with the use of low-cost surgical glue. So with this Brazilian study, what they were saying is that, you know, the veterinary, the human medical glue, which is meant for wound repair, it's slightly different than what you're going to find in, say, the regular sort of over-the-counter crazy glue. So they wanted to compare, though, because it's it's really, it's like very expensive, really underutilized. And they thought, maybe you can use these kind of over-the-counter crazy glues as an option uh, for wound healing. And that's sort of what I've done and recognize in veterinary practice. The results of their study, they show that this was shown to be safe with satisfactory cosmetic results in the group of patients meaning these patients were responding as well to the crazy glue as they were to the expensive medical surgical glue meaning it's a real viable option so once again i encourage you to have this on hand as part of your dog or cat's first aid kit it worked well for me it could work really well for your dog or cat yes we're in 2021 but i wanted to go back and revisit 2020 the top 10 pet home remedies of 2020 and these come in particular to remedies i've discussed on the podcast remedies that i've shared on my youtube channel number 10 my stinky dog shampoo remedy for dandruff so here we've got a dog that's got excessive dandruff and you're like oh what can i do i'm gonna give you two options here one you can make your exact home remedy which I've used on many animals it includes one cup of green tea two tablespoons of castile soap ten drops of lavender essential oil and two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar the other option if you don't want to make this all up is to go get yourself a bottle of selsum blue tannical shampoo it's got essential oils the other ingredients the sulfur containing ingredients that are found in selsum blue regardless what these shampoos are doing is they're dealing with yeast and for many dogs that have dandruff they have underlying yeast infections so the way it would work is you're going to lather your dog up really well make them really wet lather them up on either the homemade shampoo the selsum blue shampoo leave that on for full 10 minutes and then rinse it off you can safely do that twice a week at least do it once a week number nine how to stop your dog from coughing really quickly with this relatively inexpensive over-the-counter remedy what i'd suggest using there's a product called suro organic elderberry syrup it contains elderberry honey and an ingredient that comes from bees propolis along with apple cider vinegar Um, it's available on amazon i'll put a link under the podcast description of where you can purchase it works really well for coughing works great for people it's got a bunch of ingredients from the honey the propolis the elderberry the apple cider vinegar they all are antiviral antibacterial and have soothing qualities to help decrease throat inflammation we're looking at doses of a half a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily Number seven, this is this natural anti-inflammatory which discovered by a Russian chemist in the 1800s 
called DMSO or dimethyl sulfoxide and has been shown to be beneficial for arthritis, uh, for skin disease, for helping us get medications into the skin. And I use it extensively in veterinary practice. It's inexpensive. You can get yourself a small bottle of it for about $10. It rapidly penetrates the skin and also goes through the blood brain barrier. The way you can use it is, first of all, I encourage you to wear gloves. And then you can say apply it topically if your dog, your cat has a specific sore joint. So it can be a single agent for arthritis. You can put something else on topically first, say something like Tromiel as a homeopathic or something like CBD, and then apply the DMSO. It'll help bring that into the affected joint. Then third, say you're trying to treat a cat with urinary tract disease. You can just sort of massage that in uh, to his lower groin, his or her lower groin. It's gonna penetrate in through the skin and concentrate its way into the bladder. A really good option. Uh, for both our dogs and cats for array of different health conditions. Number six, a natural antibiotic. This came in part because little Tula, she was attacked by a raccoon. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna use? So the big thing I went and reached for first is colloidal silver. It's extensively studied. It's shown to be safe. Got some really good antibacterial property. A lot of people expressed concerns about it. Definitely veterinary wise, I was discouraged from using it because there's no real basis to it. Any of the scientists just say, there's no way this works. But I had so many veterinary clients that found it to be really effective on their dogs, on their cats. I'm like, okay, I gotta look, look into this. It's something that you can give orally as well as use topically. And that's what I did with Tula. First of all, I clipped and cleaned her wound and then I sprayed on colloidal silver topically. Then I also gave it to her orally. The oral dose is a quarter of a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. Number five, a antiviral good for our dogs, our cats, and even people. It's found in apple, red wine, red onion, blueberries, green tea. What is it? It's called quercetin. There's a 2014 paper showed how it's being effective against the common cold. Currently, there's a study going on in Montreal. They're looking at its effectiveness against COVID-19, well, and it's also been studied for SARS. It works by inhibiting viral replication early on in the process. Kerstin has a number of different benefits, you know, say specifically for allergies in our pets as well as a natural anti-inflammatory. We're looking at it as an antiviral, We're looking at doses of about three milligrams per pound twice daily. Number six, how to quickly stop a bleeding nail. You've been trimming your dog's nails, all of a sudden they start to bleed. You're like, oh, what do I do? First, like don't panic. The worst thing you can do is get all anxious and you're like running around. Your heart rate goes up, your dog heart rate goes up. There's more bleeding. Just wanna not panic. Secondly, like any wound, you're gonna apply pressure. Like if you have a gauze, great. If only you have a cloth, that's fine. Use that, apply pressure. Next, the two things I really like using are one cornstarch it's you can put the nail right into like a little cup of cornstarch. You can wash that clot up really quickly. And if you don't have access to that, another option is Vaseline. It also works really well. Number four. Well, this is a slippery herb from the bark of the slippery elm tree. It's called slippery elm. It's been shown to be beneficial for cats that have chronic renal failure, animals with intestinal disease, inflammatory bowel disease, and even for cough. It's very safe and beneficial. Ideally, you're gonna get the fine 
inner ground powder. You might get it from say a co-op like I do. If all you have access is the capsules, that's fine as well. When it's mixed with water, it forms this kind of slimy mucilage powder. So you've got this brownish sort of paste and it works by soothing, say the lining it's coating. So it could be the intestinal tract, hence decrease inflammation, decrease inflammatory bowel disease maybe the throat, right? And that's why we'll see decreased amount of coughing. Many of the cats that have CRF, chronic renal failure, have this really ongoing vomiting, vomiting diarrhea because they're just nauseous. And slippery elm is a really good option uh, to be giving to them because you can give it to it orally. It's super safe. It's not affecting their organs adversely and, can be, and also shown to be really beneficial. They feel better. So consider this as a good remedy to add to your healing arsenal. Number three, it's an oil, it comes from a bean. What's it called? Castor oil. It has an array of medicinal benefits for our dogs and cats. It's been used for constipation, dog allergies, a topical for arthritis, to help speed up wound healing, along with stopping dandruff and treating acne. The castor bean has been even used as an industrial lubricant. It's got the active ingredient, it's called ricinoleic acid. If you've got an animal that is ever constipated, consider using castor oil, very safe. You've got an animal with a wound, you know, wanna try speeding up wound healing, consider directly applying castor oil. It's a real it's inexpensive, can really make a difference to having your dog's wound, your cat's wound heal much quicker. Number two, this is a brand new remedy for our dogs that have allergies. It's called beta cestosterol. It's shown to be effective in animal studies for atopic dermatitis. That's also known as environmental allergy. And that's why most of our dogs are itching. They have atopy. It's a plant nutrient, it comes from soy. We're looking at doses of beta cesosterol as one milligram per pound twice daily. Often it's found in combination with flax or fish oil because it's primarily used for people to naturally lower cholesterol. So if you've got a dog that has an allergy, it'd be fine to use additional flax, additional fish oil as well. So then you would be using the beta cesosterol plant sterile supplement. You're gonna need to be giving this for a minimum of two weeks, more like four weeks, before you can assess whether it's being beneficial or not. And number one, my number one remedy or new remedy of 2020, Panicure for Cancer. Panicure, it's an old dog dewormer. The name of the drug is actually fenbendazole. So this story came from Joe Tippins. Uh, he was a US citizen. He had cancer that had metastasized all throughout his body. He was given no chance to live. He sort of gone through multiple rounds of chemotherapy. Talking to a friend who was a veterinarian, he suggested take, when you take this Panicure, this dewormer, there are some studies showing it may be beneficial for cancer. He did, four weeks later, he's cancer free. There's now specific research showing how it may be beneficial for some of the types of cancers that our dogs and cats can get. And it's a very safe dewormer in terms of, I use it often in veterinary practice. So I'd be very comfortable using it in my own animals if they were to have cancer. And it's one of the first things I'd be adding in because it's so safe, so inexpensive. It's like, why not try it? When we're looking at doses of deworming for our dogs and cats, we're looking at doses of 50 milligrams per kilo once daily for three days. The liquid panicure comes in the concentration of 100 milligrams per mil. The regimen for treating our dogs and cats for cancer is 50 milligrams per kilo once daily for three days on, then four days off. It's something you're gonna give for a full month, four week period. If your dog or cat responds, then you would continue it at that regimen. 
So thanks you guys for listening to my first podcast of 2021. This is Dr. Jones. I hope you've enjoyed my podcasts and I hope some of these remedies are going to be beneficial for your dogs and cats. First, thanks for listening. Any questions or comments, you can send me an email at podcast@veterinarysecrets.com. You can leave a comment on my blog where I post all the podcast episodes. It's at www.theinternetpetvet.com. Once again, thanks for listening. It's Dr. Jones.